for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19 I am so excited about today's episode. We are going to talk about July 4th and Independence for Americans, but also for our kids. And it's going to be Anna and I. I've invited her on the show. Anna, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And then we're also, before we start, I want to just say how grateful I am for our regular sponsors. Home Instead uh, provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. And we are so grateful for them. And they do their best to provide services that fit your family and as a as a mom, I just know that's so important. And when my mother lived with me, we were really grateful for all the care that we got. So we just want to spread the word on that. So, Anna, I'm so glad you're with me today, honey. Thank you for joining me. I am really happy to be here and to be talking about independence. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I have a great quote to start us off. I'm going to read this and you can guess who it is. But it, it just, I, I mean, I almost cry when I read this. My brave fellows, you have done all I ask you to do and more than can reasonably be expected. But your country is at stake, your wives, your houses, and all that you hold dear. You have worn yourselves out with fatigues and hardships, but we know not how to spare you. If you will consent to stay one month longer, you will render that service to the cause of liberty and to your country which you probably can never do under any other circumstances. That was George Washington encouraging his men to re-enlist in the Army, even though they were starving. Tuesday, December 31st, 1776. And so I always re- I always want to remember, and I know we talked about this a bunch when you were growing up, we have freedom, but it was paid for by someone else. And so, wow. yeah. Can so you, I, Can you imagine asking your men who have suffered and fought and and died under your command to do it again to keep yeah. like to keep starving tell them I don't have food for you but but come and be part of this great endeavor with me even though I can't feed you it's yeah. just incredible the cost I really don't know um I really don't know how they did it and but I, but I know that we're the beneficiaries of that great sacrifice. Of course, they were, were considered traitors in England, and so they would have been executed had they been caught. And we know that many, many people, men and women and children, were killed in that, that and all the battles that were around our independence in that war. And so that, that just is a very sobering thing to think about. And it's, it's important for us to remember as we celebrate July 4th and our independence, that in every generation there are opportunities. Again, 
sadly, to fight and protect our freedoms. So we want to keep honoring those people who have served our country, and and we're just so grateful for the veterans that we all know and the heroes that are currently serving in our U.S. Armed Forces. So that is a reason to celebrate because sacrifice and that kind of unselfish giving of yourself is truly a, a reason to celebrate, and it's a great thing to teach our kids And I know we all have friends right now that are serving in the military and they want us to be happy on July 4th because it's paid for by them. And so they want us to honor our history and and just celebrate the freedom that we're so fortunate and blessed to have in our country. So I want to talk a little bit about how to combine those two ideas, having a great time with your kids on a national holiday, uh, July 4th, celebrating our fabulous history and also teaching your kids to really appreciate and respect the fact that that freedom is not free. So, Anna, you're my go-to expert when it comes to anything involving children. So we're, <laughs> we're, I know. And, and independence, I'm game to figure it out. <laughs> independence runs really strong in our family, too. So I think we'll have a lot True. to talk about. I want to start with a few ideas. I know you brought me a few things. And I'm going to just start with the watermelons. And our, our, my grandchildren are going to grow up thinking that watermelons grow in swimming pools. They just won't know any better. <laughs> we're, a fam- we're a family. I mean, Texas gets hot in the summer. We're a family that loves the water. And so my parents built a small pool when I was growing up, about the time I left home, by the way. And David and I just went ahead and did that a little sooner, uh, as soon as we could, which really was about the time you kids grew up and left for home, too. Right. For- I was going to point that out to you, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I know. So I guess, you know, you get your kids educated, then you can afford a swimming pool. But anyway, um, so we did that. We invested that, put some money in a a hole in the ground and filled it with water in the backyard. Perfect timing for grandbabies. And it has been wonderful. And so every time my, and I I love this, one of my kids told me that watermelons are kind of expensive when you go to the grocery store. So they're really excited about getting one because they don't get them that often. And so uh, we always try to float one in the backyard in the swimming pool when I know the grandkids are coming over in the summer. And I think that's a great way to begin the July 4th celebration. So what else can you do for for July 4th? Give us some more ideas, sweetie. Well, when, when uh, one of my favorite July 4th memories as a kid was the homemade parades where we would just decorate whatever we had that had wheels. Oh, yeah. With streamers and whatever noisemakers we had and flags and pieces of paper that we colored red, white, and blue and put on whatever clothes we had that were red, white, and blue, probably, I'm sure, it involved swimsuits, too, and go up and down the street singing off-key patriotic songs while beating on things. <laughs> I I love that. I That was so fun. And it wasn't us that instigated. That was a neighborhood thing that came about because one of our neighbors was determined to have neighborhood parades. And so we just jumped in there. I was so glad she did that. It's kind of died. It's gone off by the wayside now. But, boy, that was fun while it lasted. As often as possible, probably, during this podcast, I feel like the way you get to be free is you have choices. So, when our neighbors offered us that, then we had a choice. If nobody had thought of it, I don't know what we would have done for July 4th, but I wouldn't have that memory. So I'm yeah. very thankful for whoever's idea that was to give us that opportunity. Um, and then a few years later, we ended up 
doing almost the exact same thing, but with a little bit older uh, take on it at one of the local schools. And we had memorized in our small music group that we were a part of some patriotic music. And I got to be in a parade where I played my flute and had silly streamers. It was for younger kids. And we created the exact same kind of thing, but the experience was for someone else. And uh, so that was dear, a dear to my heart kind of memory. I, I hope I get to do that with my kids at some point. We're not quite there. We're close. <laughs> you know, we, and we can organize that in my neighborhood if you want to for your little ones. I, yeah. That would make me very happy. One thing I liked about that is uh, we have neighbors who we all set our lawn chairs up in their backyard and they do this amazing fireworks show every year. So, and then we, since we live not far from the lake, a lot of that gets reflected on the water at their backyard. And so I love that, 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 and then one of my favorite memories myself in all the years is with that same family at the end, they often sing the patriotic hymns and, yes. and even, the, and even just God bless America. And some of the, some of the songs that we think of as patriotic, but they're really hymns. And yeah. because of their strong faith, that comes through in the way their family celebrates. And they just they just open that up to us and allow us to be a part of their family celebration. And what a blessing that has been over the years. I'm so grateful for that. So I, I don't, love I just want I to love encourage, talking. Of, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you're listening in and you're wondering what to do, I would just encourage you, if nothing else, you can be the person who initiates a loving memory for for people that you know if you just invite one other family over to come and share your backyard and do anything sparklers or anything that is fun for the children float a you know you, we could float a watermelon in the baby we have a toddler plastic to toddler pool that we buy every year for, yeah, we'll oh, keep speaking the, of toddler yeah. pools my bucket yeah. list one of the things i want to do this summer i have two i've collected those hard-sided cheap you can buy them at the dollar store kiddie pools over the last few years while I had little ones and they've almost outgrown the fun of waiting. So, but I'm keeping them for me because I'm going to start having, when I have outdoor parties for the kids in my life, I'm going to invite the parents and I'm going to fill one with ice and drinks and I'm going to fill one with just cold water for the adults. And I'm going to put all my lawn chairs in a circle so the adults can put their feet in the water while the kids do water balloons and squirt guns and oh sprinklers. Oh I hope I get invited to that party. That just sounds like so much fun. Yeah, you know that, we that's going to be my solution because we can't afford an in-ground pool, but I can I can do kiddie pools with ice in one and water balloons in one and lawn chairs in another. <laughs> we, you know what? And I love the way we, uh, I love the way we we have water guns and we even kind of help the kids behave better by at the table. So just. Just Poppy and Supergram get water guns, and we shoot them at the kids when they misbehave. <laughs> when you have enough grandkids and your whole family loves you enough to show up for a meal at the same time, that table gets pretty long. <laughs> you got to have something. You, you have to have some uh, some ability range with your correction, your with your redirection. So uh, another thing I love to do in the backyard that makes an event feel like a celebration, particularly to kids, is face painting. And so after Halloween every year, when everything goes on sale, I collect the the super sale face paint. But if you don't, if that's not your habit and you missed it, there are tons online. There are tons of recipes for homemade face paint. Oh, and you have to watch a few of them because let me tell you, food coloring and uh, what's the other one sometimes they suggest? 
oh, um, Hy-Vee or Kool-Aid, those will stain your skin, so watch out. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you. you. We only got 30 uh-huh. seconds. Oh, well, just be careful. Read the recipe carefully and try it somewhere where it won't show first. But homemade yeah. face paint is awesome in the summertime for celebrating. Okay, and then when we come back, I, want, I am going to talk about that independent spirit. That can be a blessing in your child's life, and it can also be a curse for mom and dad as you're raising those <laughs> very independent, strong-willed children. So we're going to talk about that when we come back and how to give that a little direction in our experience, what we've learned. So stay with us. Stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. We're just laughing at the break about things that we've experienced with Kool-Aid, and I loved your idea about face paint and Kool-Aid on a bit. I don't want to forget to tell this story. We have a a very beloved dear friend who was a professional, young professional woman. And she had a weekend where she was hanging out with some high school girls that weren't quite off at college yet. She was just spending time with them. And they talked her into dyeing a piece of her hair bright red with Kool-Aid. But she didn't know that it wouldn't wash out. She has that fine blonde hair that is the most perfect kind of hair for keeping dye in. (laughs) 
so Monday morning she had to go back to work with the Kool-Aid dye. But anyway, and it took months for that to finally grow out. She had to. But, I was gonna say she had to grow it out, but man, she rocked it. You can rock yeah, anything did. with the right attitude. You did, you're right about that. She did. She totally owned it. But it was so funny. I uh-huh. never would. I would never have known how permanent that stuff is. It makes you wonder what you're drinking, doesn't it? The perils of having dear young friends who talk you into fun experiments. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she had any idea what she was in for. She was just being a good sport. But anyway, yeah. that was funny. So if, play with the face paint, but don't put it in your child's hair, especially if you have a child with light hair. Well, uh, always on skin okay. things. Definitely it, test it somewhere that doesn't show and is, you know, small spot. So we're talking about independence in July 4th in 1776. I personally think teaching your kids to recite the Declaration of Independence is oh, a yeah. great activity when they're small. Like, that is a perfect thing to do with elementary age school kids and even we've we've all been forced to memorize it sometime along the way but if you forget it you still have that information stored in your heart Anna, you know what else you, i love what's that? i love uh the other one i love is um paul revere's ride by henry wadsworth longfellow as far as patriotic things to memorize because his poetry really makes that moment of history come alive and the rhythm of it is so, I mean, you know, it's talking about a race and on horseback, and, and it feels, when you say it, it feels like you're on horseback. So that's that another poem. one that's, that's awesome to memorize with kids. Okay, I love that poem. I'm glad you mentioned that. So I have another quote from George Washington. Oh, good. Not, and it's going to set the tone for this next uh, part of this segment where we, I want to talk in the second half about how to, how to channel your children, have a natural independent streak, and that can be a bad thing if they use it to disobey, but it can be an awesome thing if they use it to stand for what is right and do what is right in the face of cultural pressure to do what is wrong. So I just want to read this from George Washington because it reminds us how important freedom of speech and freedom of religion, all these wonderful freedoms we have. Knowledge is in every country the surest basis of public happiness. That's from George Washington, his first annual address in 1790, he said that. So I love that. Knowledge is in every country the surest basis of public happiness. And our forefathers were so committed to the idea that people should be able to read and should be able to learn and have freedom of speech. And those things are really, of course, I have a newspaper background, so they are very indelibly linked together in my thinking and my heart. And I want to talk to it, to you, Anna, and get some of your ideas. What are some fun ways that we can teach our kids, especially the young ones, to respect our nation's history? And why does that even matter? Oh, goodness. That's a, a big two-part question. Well, as, as far as appreciating, like, the first part of it, making them aware of it and celebrating it and honoring it, I love the things we've already said. Music. Um, memorizing important documents and speeches. Also, I mean, we're talking about Independence Day, but there's some other things that really tie into our history. Any, Many of the things Martin Luther King said, um, Lincoln dealt with some of the same issues again where people were making sacrifices because they wanted freedom. Yeah. Um, so anytime you put those right. things and memorize those things, that's awesome. And then um, – on a more local level, I, or a more personal level, 
my husband has a dear friend who has served in the military. And I love here in the next few years, I visualize asking him questions about why he chose that in front of my son. Ah, yeah, that's a good idea. Just asking another adult a question in front of someone younger is a way of honoring them. That's so true. I love that. I'm going to make a note of that. I'm going to quote you on that. That could become a meme. That is so good. So let me repeat it. Just asking another adult a question in front of young people is a way of honoring them. And it can be any kind of question. You can ask them specifically about their service in the case of somebody who serves or in the case of a grandparent or a loved one who hasn't served, but you want to honor their love of our country, you can ask them to explain to your kids something like, well, why do we honor the flag? Or, or even simpler for a little kid like my sweet little visual ones, what does the flag, what do the colors represent? All those symbols like the eagle, all those things have meaning. Mm. And letting someone else explain it to your kids gives the, the other adult a vested interest and honors them in front of your kiddos. I love that. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about why, why, because sometimes people will say, well, as Christians, and I, I actually believe this, as Christians, we're part of God's kingdom. And so why do we need to be so nationalistic about America? And so I want to just address that, because that, those are almost two different things to me. We, we are, I am a citizen of another kingdom, a spiritual kingdom, and I'm going to be with Jesus Amen. in heaven someday, and I consider myself his citizen on earth at this time. However, at the same time, while I'm here on this earth, I'm so fortunate to live in the freest country that has ever existed in the, in the history of mankind. And that is a privilege that is one that I take very seriously, and I'm so grateful for it. I don't know why I don't deserve that, of course, but but I do know why in the sense that somebody else has paid for that with their, many times with their lives and with their service in the military. So I want to mention that because I think sometimes we forget while we're here, we are the fortunate stewards and the managers and the recipients of blessings that have been paid for by other people and were given to us really by God. So if sometimes one of these times I'm going to do a show on stewardship because I think it's such an important topic, but stewardship just being uh, the, the idea that we manage what God has entrusted to us, including this marvelous blessing of freedom. Well, Your our thoughts? Country, our country, those men who were brave enough to find a new idea to change the way governments to embrace multiple best things out of, of pre-existing governments, to take the best out of from here and there, and be, they were brave enough to apply it in a new place and a new time, and then sacrifice for that, sacrificing for freedom and to serve others and to serve the future, honoring that. I mean, that is such a Christian God thing. It's such a beautiful example or a beautiful parallel to what Christ did for us, where he knew, because he is God, he knew what was good for us. And he wanted us to, he sacrificed for that. It's a beautiful parallel to me. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I I think sometimes people miss that. But but as Christians, we need to be especially sensitive to it. And I think able, if, if we can, be able to communicate that well so that other people understand where we're coming from. 
as we as freedom. we embrace the freedom and the faith that we have together. Freedom always has a cost. Even if it is just my children getting to choose between two options, I make those options available to them, and there is there's always a cost to having a choice. That's Even so, if it's just small choices in your daily life. I love that. That's such a great thought. We've talked a lot about free will personally together, you and I, and I know we'll probably come <laughs> to that in a show. So when you see your own child, and, and you know how much I, lo- I love and value free will, but when you see your small child demonstrating their independence by exercising their free will, how do you, how do you manage that, Anna, as a young mother? What are your, some ideas you have? Well, I am blessed. I came to terms with the fact that God gave me free will and that it was a gift and that it was good and it wasn't something that I could, on one end of the spectrum, resent or on the other end of the spectrum, abuse before I had kids. (laughs) So that was a blessing. And then um, as far as my kids, my husband and I, our thing is we are raising children. It is an era of life where we're raising them, but our goal is is for them to be independent adults. Yeah. And, and, and in the term independent adults, they're going to be their own individual people. That independent implies free. They're going yeah. to have to make choices and utilize their free will. And so we, I hope, my, the prayer of my heart as I'm parenting, that, they, that we would, everything we do would equip them to be powerful and brave and faithful in how they utilize their free will. I love that. And, you know, when we're talking about independence, we have all these words that have that sort of root in them, like there's independence, there's codependence. I personally like interdependent because what that implies, especially in families, not enmeshed, but you learn to respect and appreciate and value the strengths and the weaknesses of all the other. Being thankful. Yeah. So to work My, together means to be inter, interdependent. Recently, I canceled some things because my son, he messed up. He made a poor choice. It happens to us all. I made one recently. And it <laughs> cost us as a family. Aww. And, in fact, yesterday I bumped someone's, their, uh, their t- I didn't slow down fast enough, hit their bumper. And, and my mistake in that moment, it cost my husband. But we're in it together. Yeah. You know? So those choices that we make, I want at a toddler level, you know, it's a a smaller set of choices I give them within a more close, safe environment. Yeah, one minute left, so you're going to have to wrap it up. Well, I hope as we move along that I will, that they will have, get to utilize more and more of their own decision making and that they'll be ready. I think you're a beautiful example of that. And I know how much you value their free will and how patient you are about offering them choices good choices and, and encouraging them not to, to forego the bad choices. And, and I'm, I'm just so, I'm so proud of you. I'd like to say on the interdependent thing, I am thankful in our country that we are in interdependent as a country and as communities, because I am so thankful for those people who've served and sacrificed for our independence as a country Me so too. that I can be, have an independent dear family. We're strong together, aren't we? That's the way it's it works. True. Independence true. is guaranteed by our interdependence on each other and our love and respect and trust for each other. Thank you so much for being on the show. We have to say goodbye and thank you for listening in. And we wish you a very happy Independence Day. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.